This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 735. Nobody else knows about these recent IELTS changes. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today is the first episode in our new series to educate you, IELTS candidate, on what real examiners are saying about the current testing system. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Jessica, I am excited today because we have a new series that we're getting started with. Isn't that right? Yes. Okay, guys, we are announcing um, today is the first in a series of episodes that we're doing. So you guys know by now, right? I was an IELTS examiner for 14 years um, and I recently resigned. Uh, one of the big reasons is so I can tell you guys outright, these are the tips and tricks. This is what yes. the examiner needs. So we got all that. But Lindsay and I also realized that in order to be the most effective IELTS podcast and experts out there, we still need to know what's happening inside the exam. So um, I have maintained contact and relationships with examiners I know from all over the world. And I've been having some meetings with them lately, discussing new trends, what's going on. Um, and so guys, that's what we're going to focus on is what I learned in these conversations inside exam knowledge. Um, that's what we're going to focus on in the next few weeks, I would say. Yeah, this is going to be so enlightening because I think it's pretty rare that our students, our listeners, and on other podcasts, for example, get to go inside the exam. Right. So in the next few weeks, you guys are taking a trip right inside the IELTS exam to learn what actually goes on from the examiner's perspective. This is really cool. This is so cool. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. And, you know, what's fantastic from my perspective is that I'm I'm seeing it through different eyes. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, mm. I was an IELTS examiner for so long and taught it for so long that um, I've really, um, you know, had some new stuff thrown at me and IELTS is changing. And so we need to talk about that. Exactly. And there is something else very cool that we are announcing today. This is a big week, Jessica, a big yeah. one. <laughs> what are we announcing? Are we having some kind of a contest? <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, that was a genuine question, you guys. Yeah. Well, um, we are, you guys. So um, you may remember we did this like months ago, but guys, we decided it is time for another contest because we want to have one of you awesome listeners as a 
guest on the podcast. So what we're doing is we're having a review contest. When you guys leave a review for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to the show, when you leave a review and in this review, guys, be honest, right? We're not going to just choose positive ones. We are going to randomly choose one reviewer and that person will be invited on the show to be interviewed by me um, and get a personalized study plan, some personal advice for their IELTS preparation. Yes, but you guys have to go and review us, review our show within the next month. So again, the way to do that is if you're listening inside of a podcast, you can go and navigate to the review section and review the IELTS Energy podcast. And I just want to say thank you to a couple people who have already reviewed us in the last few weeks. So thank you to uh, someone in Japan on June 5th. And thank you to Saeed, one, two, three, two, one, four, five, six, seven, five, four <laughs> from Turkey on June 6th. Guys, we awesome. want to see your review. Let us know what you think of the show and enter the contest. Again, it's yes. a randomly selected reviewer, guys, randomly selected. Yes, yes. So be honest, guys. Ask us a question. Tell us about your favorite show, why you like it. Um, I mean, favorite episode, because we're your favorite show, obviously. Um, tell us why you like it, guys, in the review. Okay, awesome. So let's see. Um, yes. What are we going to tackle in today's uh, episode, the first in a series of an inside look at the IELTS exam? Okay, so first we're going to take a look at what is happening on the speaking test, right? There have been some little changes in terms of what the examiner can and cannot do yes. on that. And it's this is so important for you guys, for our listeners. You want to know mentally what to expect on that when you uh, walk into that speaking test. So what do we need to know? What has changed? So this is a super recent change, you guys. I'm, I'm talking about like last month sort of mm. change on the test. Um, the examiner have to start the recording before the student even enters the room now. Wow. Okay. So this means what this means for you guys. Okay. Let me tell you what has happened before now. Okay. What usually happens, what is supposed to happen on the speaking exam is the candidate walks into the room. And the examiner and the candidate, you know, could exchange a hello. And um, when I was examining, I would always kind of say the same thing, like, hi, how are you doing? And the lis the, the listener, the um, candidate would usually say, I'm really nervous. And then I would say, that's okay. That's normal. And there'd be like a little bit of small talk. And then I would mm -hmm. always tell them, okay, so um, I am going to introduce the test and start the recording, right? Yeah. And that, I feel, was a necessary step to towards helping the candidate as much as possible to be a little bit more relaxed, right? It's mm. just telling them what's happening, having a little small talk. Now, that's not allowed anymore, okay? Interesting. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I understand why IELTS is trying to eliminate any sort of naughty examiner behavior. Um, <laughs> and we've heard on the show also recently how examiners sometimes don't follow the script and the rules. So yeah. I think that's the point of this procedural <laughs> change. Yeah. So what does this mean for our listeners here? So what what can we recommend for them before walking into the test? Maybe see if you can engage in small talk with someone else to get warmed up, right? Yeah. So it depends on the test center, guys. Um, but in a lot of test centers, you when it's time for your exam, you go see the invigilator to be checked in again. Yep. Got to be mm -hmm. fingerprinted. Got to show mm -hmm. your passport, all that stuff. Um, and then you are are led to a chair outside of a room, and 
and you have to sit there by yourself until the examiner is ready and calls you into the classroom. Okay. Now, and I have heard tell of some test centers <laughs> where the person is just called directly from the waiting room into the examination room. That's not common. Regardless. Okay. What you need to do when you are in a room with other students and waiting in the lobby, in the classroom, wherever, try to engage in small talk. Yeah. Try and get out of your head. I promise you, if you are just sitting there, you know, stewing in your panic and thinking, mm. oh my God, my grammar, blah, blah, um, you're going to be worried. You're going to perform oh, yeah. a lot worse. Oh, for sure. For sure. So could our listeners maybe look to the person next to them and go ahead and like just kind of chat or is it possible to actually speak while you're in the waiting room or do you have to be quiet at that time? When you're in the waiting room, like in the group of students, you can talk for sure. Okay. Um, but usually like once you are led to that single chair outside mm, of the, the room. Single chair. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, I did hear students trying to talk outside yeah. the room, but um, it's not supposed to happen because it interrupts yeah. the recording inside the room. Okay. Okay. So usually that's kind of capped. Once you're yeah. there, you're not supposed to be like talking a lot. So take advantage of the time you're in the group. All right. Turn to the person next to you. State your anxiety. Be like, uh, I'm kind of nervous. Do you want to like practice a question with me? Oh, yeah, that's so good. Now, this is huge. This is such an important episode. This whole series this week and the next week, couple weeks, guys, is so key to being prepared for IELTS. This is great. I yes. love it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, guys. Um, yeah. So that is a piece of information. I can guarantee you will not be getting anywhere else. No. Um, so also, I was talking to her. She recently went through the recertification training. That's how mm -hmm. she knows about that procedure change. Um, and we were talking about sort of what they focused on in the training, right? Because mm -hmm. IELTS tries to address problems they see popping up uh, like as trends that are mm -hmm. issues. And so they try to address these in the training. And something that was talked about was if there are examiners who also teach in university, mm -hmm. they tend to compare their IELTS candidates to their own students in university. Mm. And the scores they're rewarding are too low. So too low. that's something they tried to correct in some recent examiner training. Um, so this is just... You know, it's too bad for sure. But guys, you do have the power to get a remark. And as you've heard um, just recently on the show, actually, yeah. that students are realizing that they deserve higher writing scores. They're applying for a remark and they're getting that seven or higher that they need. Yeah, that's interesting. I was just listening to the interview with Camilla and she had talked about resubmitting for a remark and she moved up from a 6.5 to a 7. And you had mentioned that examiners sometimes score 30 tests at the same time, right in the same afternoon sitting down. Yeah, and so exactly. getting another set of eyes on it can definitely change things, although this is not a strategy, right? I mean, no, right. this is like something we have to be very careful about because it's expensive. Yeah, for sure. I mean, really, only ask for a remark if you are like 110% sure, yeah. you know, that you have prepared and you deserve higher. Yes. Um, so a couple other things, guys. This is a, uh, this episode is very full of information. <laughs> yeah, we're um, action packed here. <laughs> so another thing that she talked about was, um, something the examiner trainer was trying to address was that, 
there have been there has been a big influx of um, Indian students taking the exam. A lot of general training students these days, and because examiners weren't accustomed to grading someone with this background, meaning with a very high level of English, yeah. right? Um, perhaps was also educated in English. The scores were very, the scores were fluctuating. Okay. Um, so my point is, if you are, if you do fit this profile, you have a high level of English, right? Don't approach the exam as you would in daily life because you're not going to get the highest scores. Mm-hmm. I think this is the problem that um, a lot of students with this profile of being a very high level were not getting the highest scores. And so examiners and IELTS were like, why is this happening? Um, yeah. You guys should be getting higher scores than this. So just be aware that you still do have to know what the examiner is looking for. Like you still need those strategies in right. speaking and writing. Okay, so you're saying it's not enough just to rock up to the exam and and speak as you would normally. We have to prepare. We have to know what the examiner wants. That makes a lot of sense. I could see that happening, right? It's just like yeah. the mistake that, that native native speakers from the U.S. might make or from the U.K. They think they don't need to prepare because they speak English every day as a native speaker. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you guys heard the episode with um, Andrea, right? The near Mm -hmm. native who needed to prepare to get that high score. Overall, 8.5. But she said she would have like bombed if she didn't do Yuki's Isles. So a couple more notes here, guys, about writing task one academic. Um, My friends have noticed that uh, bar graphs are becoming more common. All right. So the reason why you guys need to know this as candidates is because students are getting lower scores in task one with these bar graphs because they're trying to write about them like a change over time using Mm. increase and decrease vocabulary. But that is wrong. You're going to get a five if you do that. Bar Mm. graphs are static. Okay. If you're a three key student, you're going to know what I mean. The difference between Mm. static change over time, what vocab and sentence structures you need to use. Um, But just be aware, guys, that bar graphs are becoming more common and they are static questions. Oh, that is so good to know. And again, like Jessica said, in three keys, IELTS, we go through every type of writing question, right? Static, CO, change over time, everything in actually very, a lot of depth, right? We go into great depth with these types of questions. So if you're in three keys IELTS, you will know how to do that. Okay. Is there one more thing, Jessica, that we need to know something about making jam? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) so weird. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, are there any other questions that are becoming more common? you know, excuse me, like maps or what have you. And um, she said, well, you know, there and this is something I noted on the show a while ago that there has been a steady increase in maps over the last three years. They've becoming more common, hmm. been becoming more common. Um, but still, as far as those super annoying processes, <laughs> right? Like how a pencil is made, how oh. jam goes from the tree to the consumer, whatever. Um, that's still happening like once a year. So don't worry about that. Oh my gosh. That is so annoying. Once a year. So one week out of, you know, the many, many weeks a year, what, 25 weeks a year that the exam is given, right? Something like right. that. Okay. Yeah. But guys, you don't know when that's going to be. Yeah. So you still have to prepare for it. Unfortunately. So be ready for it. Okay. Well, this is amazing. Guys, make sure you continue to come back, you know, next week, tomorrow to get more information. This is insider info that again, you're not going to find anywhere else. We are inside the exam here. So good. Yes. 
exactly. And the more people that we can help with IELTS that can hear this information, the better. So definitely, guys, if you know anybody that is studying for IELTS, tell them about our show. And remember to leave us a review. Yes. Um, tell us what you love to learn from this show. Yeah, exactly. And again, we're going to randomly choose one reviewer after one month, so a 30-day contest, and that person will receive a free uh, interview with Jessica to get a personalized study plan, and you'll get to come on the podcast if you want to. Very yes. cool. Very awesome. cool. Okay. All right, Lindsay. Thanks this for talking great. IELTS today. Yeah, very interesting. I'll see you soon, Jessica. Take care. All Bye. right, you too. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.